Hello Glampreneurs, you are getting ready to hear part two of Marketing 101, Getting Down to the Basics with Marketing Guru, Layla Roberts. This week, we are going to finish part one, obviously, but we're talking a little bit more in depth about the drive it takes to market, as well as just some helpful tools. So I hope you enjoy this second part of Marketing 101, Getting Down to the Basics. Let's cue the introduction. Welcome to Life After Beauty School, What I Wish Someone Told Me, a podcast for glampreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. If you struggle with building your clientele, marketing yourself on social media, working long hours behind the chair, or maybe you've been in the beauty industry for a while and you're tired of hustling and ready to run an effective business, you might want to stop and take a listen because this podcast is for you. I'm Deandra Giselle, hairstylist, business coach, and educator. I discuss real action plans and solutions to help you live a wealthy life. Now let's get into this podcast. So as a business owner, you have created your own opportunities. Like you have really just didn't wait for anyone to hand something to you. You created your own business opportunities how one how did you get the drive to do that because you have some people who really want to do something but don't even know where to begin it's not that they're lazy it's like I don't even know what to do so like how did you one get the drive and then two how did you get those doors to open for you I think drive is just one of those things. Either you have determination, perseverance, that can-do attitude. I mean, there's a reason why not every single person is a successful, you know, gazillionaire. There's a reason. I'm just going to be frank. There's a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an inner thing. It's like people that like to work out, right? And can they hit a wall and they just pass it. They can keep going something within. So I don't know if I necessarily can say where I got my drive from. I feel like I was kind of born with it that by any means necessary. Um, I'm a little bit of an achievement junkie. I know that may sound crazy, but it gives me life to set a goal and achieve it Mm -hmm. big or small. It could be, Oh, I want to do the laundry today. You know, let me put that in my list and achieving that gives me joy. So I think what it is, is a sense of nothing is impossible. Mm -hmm. I really believe that there's a way to do anything, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm a seeker of knowledge as well. So if I don't know something, oh, I'm going to find out. I'm going to ask. I'm going to start with Google and work my way from Google to someone who's in the profession, someone, you know, who maybe is older and have lived through it already. I'm going to find that information and I'm not going to stop with just the first set of information I get. I'm going to compile as much information I can and then take from it the similarities because Mm -hmm. to me, that just makes sense. If everyone is saying the same thing, hmm, I'm going to go with that. It seems a little more feasible, but yeah, I mean, 
even in my marketing efforts, like I said, not being afraid to cold call, literally picking up the phone, calling people, like you said, grabbing a homegirl, glamming her up and asking her to help you pass out cards. It's, I guess, you kind of got to be a little fearless. Or do it afraid anyway. Because you got, I think about some of the stuff that I did when I had my salon, my larger salon. And in order to survive, I was scared to do some of the things that I wanted to do. I mean, I was scared to grab my friend and say, hey, let's pass out business cards because you got to walk up to people. You're going to have people already turning their, you know, not trying to make eye contact with you because they don't want you to, you know, and I was nervous, but I just did it anyway, nervous. And even if no one came to the salon, I actually had a lady come visit me a whole year after I had passed that card out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just doing it on in your being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like just do it anyway. Um, but Which I is think easier that, said than done. It is. Let's be it honest. Is. That is like, it can be debilitating for some people. So I don't know. Like, again, it's just having courage, right? And mm-hmm. not being afraid. And even if you are doing it anyways, it's mm-hmm. the more you do, the less scary it becomes because now you have something to compare it to. Now you've actually experienced it. So it's not as scary, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have, you have something now um, as a reference point. I read this book by Marie Folio called Everything is Figureoutable. And she was talking about when you are afraid to allow yourself to go down the rabbit hole for a moment. Like let yourself go through the, if I do this, you know, this will happen and then that will happen. And and she was like, even write it down just so you can read it and realize you completely made that up because, (laughs) (laughs) because it's like, how, how are you, you know, cause I had to do that when I opened the salon. Okay. We're putting everything into the salon. So if it doesn't work, then we might have to, we might get evicted from our house and then live out of our cars. And then when we live out of our cars, like, and it was just like, first of all, so many things have to happen (laughs) before that even. And so when you look at it, sometimes that helps with that fear because you, you've created a scenario that's really, really extreme and you can do things to stop it. But I I like how you said that um, either you have the drive or you don't, because that's an honest answer. Like either, (laughs) either you're going to do it or you're not. That's what I tell my son with basketball. Either you're going to do it, either you're going to practice or you're not. You know what I mean? And that's something that, you know, you can instill in yourself. You can start from now. You can start from today. Like, this is something behavior is learned, right? Mm-hmm. It is certain things like traits, obviously, you know, you just have, but a lot of our behavior is learned behavior. What we tell ourselves is us is all in our head. So if we can just change our perception, right? Change the way we think about things and do it anyways, right? Mm-hmm. You'll find that it gets easier and easier to do it over and over again. And you'll find that you have more courage to reach out and call that CEO or call that vendor because you want a discount for your price, for your um, products, you know? So you um, talk about cold calling to get some of your opportunities. Is that like one of the major steps that you do to get leads on things? And when, when I say leads, guys, I mean like um, 
like a, an opportunity to get an opportunity for your business, whatever it may be. It could be to be at a, I was going to say a suite room, but that's such a California, um, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of what is it like the gifts room or to be a part of a, oh, a yes, yes, yes. To be, um, on the gifting suites yes. or to be a part of any type of show that maybe has a backstage or a VIP or you know, any event, it could be a wedding, any event. Yes. So what, so what you did is you found where the events were happening. Right. And then you just went ahead and found out who was coordinating that event. Mm-hmm. And then from there figured out who else you need to speak to, if that wasn't the right person, right. And you just kept calling. And I noticed you didn't say email. Was there a reason why you decided to call and figure it out versus email? Or did you do a combination? Okay. Yes. So we call first. I would call first because there's something to be said with the tone of someone's voice, the ups, the downs that you're not going to get in an email. This is your one chance to kind of give an impression to someone. And first of all, if they're answering the phone, you've already got them because they took the call. You know what I (laughs) mean? So the fact that they took the call, you're winning. You're in the game already. So Again, it's like not being afraid of hearing no. So yes, finding out the information, people will tell you. Mm-hmm. They really will. You'd be surprised what people will do if you just ask. Yeah. It's and, really just ask. And so guys, this is more for uh, when we talk about cold calling and trying to create this opportunity for yourself, this is building awareness about your business. Now, when it comes to your clients, I wouldn't cold call random people (laughs) and say, hey, I'm a new hairstylist in the area, found your number randomly, wanted to. I wouldn't do that. But what you could do is put yourself in a position to where they could find you, right? Like you can, um, if they're, I know when I had my um, salon, we did Total Women's Gym and they Hmm. did a wellness day and we did simple braids for, um, those women that were coming in and out of the gym or a ponytail or a cute top knot or something so that they could go work out. And then we would do a consultation uh, with them at that moment if they had time or we would just collect their information. Hello, that is key. <laughs> Data. Yes, we would collect their information for them to get the top knot or braid. And then we would uh, reach out to them later in an email. And then if anyone specifically uh, asked us something like extensions or something, then it's like they opened the door to call you. So this cold calling doesn't really work for, uh, getting client to client, but it could, if you had a client and you haven't seen them in a while, right. Exactly. Cause you've already built that relationship. So maybe you did a client and you haven't seen them in, in four, you know, weeks, months, whatever you can reach out to them. But I will say if that service wasn't amazing, <laughs> You may not want to reach out to them, right? This is something about building awareness about your business, bringing awareness to your business in ways you can do that outside of standing behind the chair. Okay, so I want us to get out of the mindset that the only way you can make money is behind your chair. And I like that you uh, brought up that products is one of those things. So how important is products? Ciao. <laughs> products are everything. Products are everything. It's something tangible. 
that does not require you to do anything. You don't have to, it's virtually, you can make money in your sleep. Mm -hmm. Because remember, as service providers, this, this is what we do everything with. There's only so many people that you can see in a day. I don't care. If and she's holding her hands up, guys. Per client. Yeah, she was holding her. Only. Oh. She was holding her hands up. So she was saying that uh, for the oh, for those who are only listening, for those who are only listening, I was holding hands. my hands. Sorry. Yes. yes, your hands. You know this. These. This is your money makers, right? But you're one person. There's only what, 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. I don't know any human being that can work for 24 hours straight consistently. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So regardless, we have to think of that as, okay, I can only use these so many hours a day and take so many clients. So you need to think about that, right? You need mm-hmm. to think about how many clients do I need to see in a day in order to make X amount of dollars. That may mean you need to up your prices. Right. That may mean you need to get fit more people in. So get faster Mm -hmm. with your services. You know what I'm saying? But the one thing that you can always do is incorporate product sales. Our industry is one of the very few industries that it costs this much to make the product and you can charge this much a lot. (laughs) I forgot people are just listening. Mm -hmm. You can charge so much up to, you know, upwards of 300% markup. That's wow. unheard of. That and when is. I say that, for those of you that don't know, if you buy a product for $5, 100% markup would be selling it for the same amount again. So $10, mm-hmm. right? So every time you sell one unit, you've already made enough to buy two, mm-hmm. to re-up two, or you just buy one extra. So basically every time someone's buying one, you can, you can buy another one. So you're always going to be making, and that's only hundred percent markup. So that same $5 product, if you market up 200%, what would that be? That would be, instead of it being $10, it'd be $15 is what mm-hmm. you're selling it for. 300% is selling it for $20. So on a $5 that you spent to make this, to get this product into your possession, you can then turn around and sell it to people for $20 and make $15 profit off of See? one unit. One unit. one unit. So yeah. you guys, products is key. And you don't a even lot have of, to have a lot of it. You I was going to say start with small quantities. Yeah. I was going to say, start where you can. No one's saying that right. you need to, you know, go invest a ton of money, but just, uh, just start with a little bit and you'll be surprised. Okay. So that's one thing that Glampreneur should have in place as products. Are there anything that you, is there anything that you feel like they should have online in place? Like, what is some of the things that you would tell people like, okay, so do you have products? You know, what are some things that you have a website? Yeah. I know people think websites are obsolete, but they're not. Again, it's another tool. It's a platform to funnel people to, or a way to funnel people to your social medias to, so to funnel people. It's just another tool where you can get a little more in depth than you mm-hmm. can. Not everyone is going to be reading your bio on Instagram and Facebook. They're not. Okay. Um, also, I don't know about you, but when I look at someone's social media page and they do have a website in their bio, I'm like, Oh snap. What do you do? First things first, let me click it. Hello. Now you have engaged that person two times. 
and it only needs what three times what is it to make something a habit or so I think it's Mm -hmm. three times I think it's so now they've already come on to your social page now they've clicked on and to know more about you right well you'll have a picture you have a full-on bio you have a press page for all the cool stuff that you've got to do you have the things that you do in the community so it really gives people a chance to get to know you deeper and you've engaged them twice Well, I was going to say that uh, Instagram, for instance, is like the appetizer Mm. and then like your website is the meat and potatoes. Like, I love that. It's just a little bit like you just give them a little snippet because really when people when we're consuming Instagram, we're not truly looking for in-depth information. Some people are just scrolling. You just want things quick. That's why your videos are just really just a minute unless it goes to IGTV. It's quick information. Mm -hmm. So what can you do quickly to get them to your meat and potatoes? So I always say that our website is key because guess what you can do there? You can um, one, collect their information to reach out to them. Definitely. You can sell your products to them. They can get to know you a little bit better and they can start supporting you in other ways. So anytime you have something new, so a website is so important. Like I put so much time and energy into the website and then we should talk like later in another episode, if you (laughs) should do it yourself or if you should hire someone, because there's pros and cons to both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's pros and cons to both. And it depends on your, um, really your patience level yeah because took me a long time to do mine so that's one so they should have a website so social media is one they should have a website is there anything else that you feel that um you know something small that they may miss and is easy to do um I would say cross-promoting that's That's a a huge one you can cross-promote with your fellow service provider you know what I mean maybe they do something you don't do Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you guys can go in together as a, a duo to do some events, right? Maybe I, I really feel like that cross promotion aspect is key. And a lot of people don't really, they don't use it. They don't something as simple as like we were saying with the cold calling, right? You can use the cold calling as a way to, um, garner relationships with other businesses. Let's say someone is a wedding planner. Mm, Mm -hmm. That's a great person to have as a, um, someone that you cross promote with, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It could be even, let's say you have your own salon and there is a bakery or a flower shop in the same shopping center as you, you know? speaking with them maybe you get flowers from them to have in your in your salon with a card that says where they're from people Mm -hmm. always are like oh my god you always have such beautiful flowers yes right next door and in turn they will then send people to you as well as they're coming in you know what I mean maybe you have something that represents your business over there or you do the person who's in the front you do their hair their makeup you know That's important. That's funny you said that because when I moved to California, I had zero clientele. I'm not from here. I moved here and I had, you know, aspirations of working in TV and film, but I didn't know how to make money or I needed to get clientele to make money. So Mm -hmm. what I did is I decided to work at a beauty supply and I noticed that they had a room in the back with the sink, everything already laid out. So I asked the owners, can I basically rent that room from you guys? 
And we came up with a deal and they figured they were like, yeah, sure, you can do it. They gave they laid out the ground rules, what the rules were for me. And then I did all of the associates that worked at the beauty supplies here for little to no money. And what would happen is as they were helping other people, mm-hmm. they would send them to me and then people would be like, dang, your hair is so pretty. And, you know, and so that helped me build my clientele fast. So instead mm-hmm. of me, you know, taking a long time doing word of mouth, I built my clientele fast. Now, currently with my business switching gears, um, with being, you know, business coaching and not necessarily my audience has changed, right? So I'm no longer looking for um, clients to do hair. I'm now talking to hairstylists. So to help cross promote, what I started doing is I found someone who had a similar audience to me, but someone she doesn't do the same thing as me, right? So one of the things that we did, she is actually a tax professional for beauty panures, for glam panures. And we have the same audience, different messages, but it's in line. And so cross promoting really just think about it. If I want to do hair and makeup for weddings, find a wedding planner, find a bridal shop, find a cake, floral, whatever, find someone. If you want to do natural hair, if you want to do braids, twist outs, whatever, find someone who can help you kind of cross promote because then you guys can have a larger reach. So I want to make sure that everyone's getting that. So cross promoting, having a website. Mm -hmm. So am I missing one? Um, no, we added the cross promoting because we felt like that it still needed yeah. a little bit more yeah. than just a website. And what was the first one? I, I'm like, wait, what was the first one? You're talking. You guys are listening to two people who <laughs> I think our brains move like really fast. Yes, lightning speed. I just had like so many ideas right now that I want to talk to you about after this. Okay. Just, you know, I'm like, okay. oh my God, oh, it's going. Yes. So you guys, so in, in short, okay. In short, like you want to make sure that you are thinking about your marketing efforts and being intentional. I think yes. that's the key is being intentional. Just don't throw a net out there and think you're going to get a whole bunch of clients. You got to really think about it. So that was my last questions. Our website our website obsolete or do you, and we answered it. They're not obsolete at all. Absolutely not. They're not. You want multiple places for people to click and book with you. If you're booking through Instagram, great. Also book on your website too, because maybe someone is seeing you for the first time from your website. Yeah, that's true. They maybe aren't into social media. Like believe Mm -hmm. it or not, I love marketing, but if you look at my social media page, I don't really have that many followers. I don't really do much on my personal because I'm not selling anything. I'm not Mm -hmm. selling my personal life (laughs) to Mm -hmm. people. So I only use social media for that only, only for promoting my various businesses, the things that I'm working on and collaborating with other people in their businesses. Mm -hmm. I use my social media strictly for that. My stories are either promoting someone else's thing or Hey, check this out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. And I know people are like, oh my gosh, but I don't. I just don't have socials for my personal. I feel yeah. like if you know me personally, you already know my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I do find that I don't post a lot personally. It's all business, but I will drop hints of personal so As that you, you realize that you want to be am relatable. Human. Yeah. And yeah. you're a human being. 
Absolutely. But I was just saying, I'm sure people are going to go and look up my socials like, oh, well, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't do personal. Like I have tons of businesses that you can look at those socials. But if you go to my personal, it is public because I, you know, I don't really have anything on there. So if someone wanted to reach out to you to help them, um, you know, get some of your consulting, how do they reach out to you? Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you asked. Um, that's something that I'm developing right now. Do I want, I'm trying to make sure that another key is scaling your business. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm just doing the consulting myself to start. So right now I'm just basically going with referrals. You can message me, you can email me. Um, you can even text me. I don't mind getting phone calls. You know, I screen all my calls anyway. So <laughs> Um, cause some As people just like do. that method, you know, and that's fine. I'm open to having a conversation with anyone who needs help. Now, as far as going in depth and being hired, I'm, I'm being a little bit selective only because it's my time. And I want to be able to give my best self, my full attention, my full focus to whatever it is that needs to be assessed in your business. So Eventually I'm going to have a team and all that, but right now I'm just doing referrals and I'm giving away a free advice, you know, for the first call, you get a free consultation, obviously, because I literally just want to help everyone be the best glampreneurs that they can be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's just starting. I started in 2020 when the pandemic hit and it just hit me. People need this information. They are suffering. They have no idea what to do if they just did this, or if they just had that, or if someone just can help them organize everything. And so I thought I should make a business out of this, mm-hmm. especially for my, my brothers and sisters in the beauty industry. No one really is serving the mom and pop, the everyday hardworking beauty professional. No one's mm-hmm. helping them. Yeah. And yeah. you don't even know where to go. I mean, you know what I mean? There's really no, even not a lot of resources that are out there readily available for us to just, you know, get the information. That's why I love you as a teacher, Miss P, Um, (laughs) (laughs) because you were that person with the resources, letting us know, Hey, go here, check out this. I'll bring in people to class for you guys to talk to. And that sort of spirit, I think is very prevalent in our industry but at the same time, there's, there's no real institutions that are helping to drive that, right? Yeah. There's not a lot. And like what you're doing with your coaching, that's why I'm like, oh yes, I'm totally on board for this. Like, I just want everyone to win and be happy and know that you're not alone and that there are people out there that will tell you and are not just going to say, oh, figure it out. Yeah. I had to figure it out. No one told me. Okay. Yeah, I'm not with that either. I feel like a lot of people like that. No, I do. I know that. I just feel like if I can help you, then it could just reach back, grab someone, and then you can do the same. So I I totally don't like, I mean, and everyone's going to go through a hard road at some point in their life. Of course, that's life. (laughs) That's just life. All right. So as we conclude this episode, we always end with a quote. So Layla, tell us a quote that you like, that you live by, that will inspire our glampreneurs this week. You know, I have, again, my mind just goes so crazy. I have so many quotes, but one that I think resonates the most with me and kind of sums up, like you were asking my drive and where does it come from and that sort of thing and creating opportunities. It's a quote by Walt Disney. It's, um, 
all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Mm-hmm. That is like key. That's where it comes from. The courage, doing it anyways, when you're tired, when you have doing this podcast, I'm, I had a lot on my plate, but I made the time I put forth a commitment. Like you do it anyways, mm-hmm. you do it anyways, with, despite fear, despite, you know, the unknown, what's the worst that could happen? You know, yeah. what's the worst that could really happen? Yeah. So say that for us one more time. It's by Walt D- Disney. Yes, it's a quote by Walt Disney and it's all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Mm. That's, yeah. I hope you guys write that quote down and put it somewhere where you can see it to just help you through your journey and give you the drive to move forward because yes. that's good. That just like resonated with me too. And I was just thinking, cause sometimes we think our, our dreams are so far out of reach, but if you pursue them and if you take this big goal mm-hmm. and you just take it down into small steps, little, little pieces, you'll find that you will eventually get there. And so that's awesome. I love that quote. Yeah, All right, one foot in front of the other. Yeah, one foot in front of the other. And then the uh, next step. And next yep. thing you know, you're down the street. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're right. You're right. So, Glampreneurs, that concludes our episode with Layla. Um, I hope you guys got some information that's going to help you on this journey of marketing. This is our marketing series. It has surrounded around social media, but you can take this information and put it anywhere anywhere towards your marketing efforts. So make sure that you guys are doing that. So if you haven't already, I need you guys to leave a rating and leave a review. And don't forget to share this episode on your social media platforms. How you can do that is take a picture of the cover and share it wherever you like to post. This allows glampreneurs like you to hear this episode and to help someone else because like we said we're trying to reach back and pull someone with us there's room for everyone at the top so thank you so much Layla glampreneurs glampreneurs I will see you guys next time I will talk to you guys next time and until then stay connected stay connected thank you (laughs)